0: What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? This is the Macabre Masters crew here, and we're here to give you a slight little disclaimer about what you might hear on this podcast. Nick, help me out here.
1: Sure. Some of the things you might hear on this episode are violence, sexual assault, uh, drugs, violence, anything of those nature. If those bother you, you might want to skip this one. Beth, is there anything you have to add to that?
2: Um, I would say that if you don't feel comfortable with any of those, we absolutely want you to be safe and we are totally okay with you skipping the next episode Um, if anything uh, starts to get triggering for you. And please remember that all of our episodes come with an automatic spoiler warning. So if the content is something you haven't already seen, make sure that you want to know what's going to happen next.
0: Exactly. Well, thanks for your help, guys. With uh, With you guys' help, we have saved people from hearing stuff, hopefully, that they don't want to.
2: All right, everybody.
0: Enjoy the episode for those still sticking around. Bye! Yes, things are happening. So, guys, we actually were talking and forgot to record for a little bit. We weren't recording. like We weren't talking about the actual subject of tonight's podcast, which is H.H. Holmes. We were talking about something else. So here's the deal. We have recently been informed through our sources, which is us looking at podcast apps, that there is another podcast called Masters of the Macabre. They have one episode that was released in 2019, and I want to publicly publicly call out the fuck face
2: (laughs) (laughs) that escalated. So
0: here's the deal. If you guys want to rip us off, even though that actually came before and we were really ripping them off, probably. uh, If you guys want to rip us off, I want you to know that we've got the full component here. You know how Disney has lawyers and everybody's scared of Disney for that reason. Here's it. Here's what it is. Nick will try to moderate. He'll probably, it probably won't happen because me and Beth are ready to go. I'm an ex soldier, okay? So I take care of business, and then Beth buries you because she's a fucking mortician. All
2: right? Hey, let's be clear. I grew up in the hood, so like I have my own game. Let's be serious. Oh, so she, she, she gangs up too on site. Yeah, let's be on serious.
1: Sight. I grew up in the mild city of dead rock.
0: <laughs> i talking about that. <laughs> butt rock. <A> butt <laughs> rock.
1: I don't really no, have that. butt
0: rock. Not the hardest band to ever exist. <laughs> They're gonna melt your face off. Chevelle.
1: Um, I had to grow i too many
2: dabs know. before this. I can't handle yeah, this. I had this to grow up into
1: butt rock. Breaking <laughs> Benjamin. What Please you, refer uh,
2: to a previous episode. <laughs> what did you butt have? Rock? in Ohio
0: Midwest emo. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: I, I told him. I told him earlier. I was like the king of butt rock songs, though. The yeah, yeah. the undisputed prince of, of, of butt rock. <laughs> is uh, the song Cold by Crossfade. (laughs) You know? You remember that one? (laughs) Look dick at me! You know, like... Dude, so yeah, I do undisputed. remember that Because
2: Spotify keeps telling me That it should be in all of my playlists <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't even like this oh. Oh, so Spotify's song like, oh, you have terrible ever. taste Here you go Uh-oh. Yeah, no, 100% Jason would concur Like, I listen to all 90s music, 90s rock, 90s pop It's like all Smash Mouth and Goo Goo Dolls And Matchbox oh, 20 But Box you listen
0: 20. to the good shit Like, fucking better than Ezra Like, that's yeah, good music A lot of alternative <laughs> right.
2: A lot of alternate. I got a lot oh, of like yeah. Alonis and Everclear, you know, and, and, and all that good shit. Vertical <laughs> Horizon, Gin Blossoms. That's some uh, premier shit.
0: Gin Blossoms is so underrated. Like, they so are underrated. so underrated. Dude, Hey Jealousy. What was that other song they did? It wasn't Hey Jealousy. It was another one that was Follow really
2: Follow You good. Down, Allison Road. Um, I could name I think off a bunch. Like
0: Follow You Down was the. Uh,
2: Anywhere You, you Go. go. I'll, I'll follow, follow you, you down. down yeah totally what a totally. Box? What i a listen to that box? shit every day that's like my morning mom like get up and be in a good mood so i don't turn into the demon mom like right uh like out the gate like that's what i do is i listen to old 90s like alternative like pop rock oh
1: yeah we're well, starting I'm... a starting a band by the way yeah, yeah we're, we're starting
0: a band <laughs> are we yeah. we're starting man
2: yeah I I am our band groupie officially yeah party <laughs> on I, I, you get you guys can see
0: video uh, 500 uh subscribers per everything um, uh, no that's a thousand that's that's higher value okay um, Did my
2: boobs what
0: it, do you know what a groupie is <laughs> Just saying a lot more than boobs for groupies. <laughs> There's a It's gonna be a lot fish. more than
2: a thousand likes before they get to that level. Is all I'm saying. That's
0: reserved for <laughs> that's VIPs. The ultra, that's the sugar daddy level. Sugar I'm just mama, saying. Look, we're that's, not, gotta, we're not that's
2: gotta pay a whole bill, okay, in our Patreon, not okay. just a pack of
0: cigarettes. <laughs> but yeah, it's so like fucking like a phone bill or some shit. Like Sheesh. I'm
2: saying, so, I should get a week's worth of propane out of that. <laughs>
0: But what about the propane accessories? That's oh, the question. No. <laughs>
2: you know, propane. regulators go out like every six to eight months or so is all I'm saying.
0: <laughs> that made me think about the song Regulators, the um, <laughs> the Warren G song with uh, Nate Dogg. Tatiana all loves right. that song. She plays it all the time, man. I'm like. This song, it's good. I mean, Nate Dogg's awesome, but who the fuck is Warren G, and why am I listening to him? Like, if I want to listen to Nate Dogg, I'll listen to like Eminem. I'll listen to you know Till I Collapse or whatever.
2: Do you want to hear the musical? Like a thing that happened to me that blew my mind this week. Julio Iglesias and Jewel did a cover of Careless Whisper.
0: <laughs> really?
2: They did, and like it wasn't horrible. But it was... I mean,
0: Joel's amazing.
2: Strange. Yeah, well, I mean, I love Joel. Know her entire first album by heart. Julio Iglesias, interesting choice. Like, it was good. It wasn't bad. It was weird. It was very unexpected. It caught me off guard for sure.
0: Is it better than the other Butt Rock Kings (laughs) (laughs) either? I'm never gonna dance again. Oh!
2: So I've actually heard that song recently too, and in comparison, I don't know. I will, I will send you the links, and I will let you listen to them back to back, and then we can discuss this on next week's we will, episode of Macabre oh Masters.
0: Lord. Compare <laughs> notes. We'll compare notes with the original too, because it's got to have the original in there. So me and Nick decided that we're going to try to uh, open up every episode with a song about the subject. Um, Nick, do you want me to take a crack at it with the with a geet pedal?
1: Well, I'm. A- <laughs> I was thinking we could like produce a song.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, but we're not doing that. So,
2: (laughs) wow. See, this is escalating again quickly. I leave you two alone for just a minute. (laughs) I'm kidding. We can definitely give it a shot. Wow. Your faces in the video totally all melded together into one face for a second. And that was weird.
0: (laughs) It was much more handsome at that point.
2: It was very like. If I I had
0: Nick's jawline, I'd be much better off.
2: Cl- look at my
0: jawline.
1: Ooh. Yeah, No, I weighed myself. Right. I'm losing weight again. I'm crazy. Oh. <laughs> All right. So
0: I got my guitar here. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. I and can't you, you
2: sing. Just, like, like. So you guys have decided this is what we're doing. Like every episode now is Pope's going we to. We were just talking to, about it. I mean, it's I can do
1: the next joking. one. No, no,
2: I like this. I like this. Are you just going <clears> to <throat> off the cuff some HH Holmes yep. shit? Yeah, yeah. I'll do the. I'll yeah. do the
1: next one. Whatever we do next. <laughs>
0: I already, I already did a version of it on on the little extra thing, but I don't know when that's going to get released, so shouldn't get two burnt out from it. <laughs> yeah, two, three years, whatever. It'll probably get lost. Anyway, um, <laughs> all right. So, uh, it was something like this. It was like, H. H. Holmes was a serial killer and an asshole, serial <laughs> swindler, total motherfucking asshole. He unaligned some kids and that made him an epic asshole. Nobody remembers his name and they really shouldn't anyway because he was a total asshole, but not as big an asshole as King James. And
1: that's the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this cage match is getting bigger by <laughs> the second. It's gonna be the whole Smackdown versus Raw cast. <laughs>
2: I think it's funny you say nobody remembers his name. He's actually incredibly like prolific. like he was the first American serial killer. So I definitely it's looking his his status as a serial killer is actually
0: debatable, though. Sure,
2: Mm. Hmm, interesting.
1: Well, it's debatable.
0: It sounds like you guys did
1: a lot more research again. (laughs) Yeah, so
2: I, you I knew that Pope was going to go diving into the internet catacombs of, of the world and check out some H.H. Holmes shit. Because all I have done is like a little bit of internet research and then some documentaries. I watched the most important one to me is American Ripper, which was actually his great, great, great something grandson hmm. uh, was trying to prove that he was also Jack the Ripper, which was our oldest world documented allegedly serial killer. Although they have since then proven that like because there was like right. way older back in like the middle east and the east and shit but so um yeah
0: h.h H. holmes no, is ahead. fascinating the story mm-hmm. of h.h H. holmes is so fascinating and the reason is because it's actually a story not of a serial killer in my opinion but of mass hysteria mm. and so um it's interesting for that reason it's the same reason a lot of the stuff with the witch trials is interesting. Um, but okay guys so uh, in case you haven't figured it out today we're gonna talk about the serial killer allegedly HH H. Holmes who only got convicted of one murder <coughs> he was put to death on one murder he was hanged by the neck until dead mm-hmm, mm-hmm, off of mm-hmm. one murder but then they also found some kids uh the the kids of one of his wives in um in uh in the basement so uh he but he he claimed credit the thing is is he claimed credit for 20 27, I think deaths, but yeah, a lot of them were still alive. Hmm. He just was talking out his ass and there was a reason for it, but we should probably start at the beginning.
1: True. So <laughs> H.
0: H Holmes was, um, H, H. Holmes was, uh, as Beth mentioned earlier, he's considered kind of like the first American serial killer. Um, It was like, I don't remember the exact dates that all this stuff happened. I feel like it was in the 1800s, probably. It was. Um, It was the
2: late 1800s. Shit, I
1: wrote all these dates down.
2: (laughs) I mean, I have the Wikipedia in front of me, so I can actually kind of like throw some of it out, too. So H.H. Holmes was originally Herman Webster Mudgett, and he was born in May 1861 and died in May 1896. Um, so he, around 25 or so, 20 to 25, they say he left home and changed his name. He had a pretty shitty childhood as was pretty consistent with, you know, young men of the late 1800s who grew up in farming town, you know, farms.com, whatever. Um, that, that, that was a pretty, I have no idea where that came from, um, so that, w- that was pretty common, you know. So he he left home and essentially became a con man before he became anything. He started learning how to swindle and hustle people. And uh, he was what I like to call, uh, um, if, if you guys have ever seen the Carbonaro effect, he's a magician that really just gaslights the hell out of people by convincing them that what he is doing in front of them is actually real and not magic. And so I like to think of of H.H. H. Holmes as sort of a, a street magician in a way where he can convince anybody of anything like and that was pretty prevalent through all of the first years that we got of his history he is able to convince multiple women to marry him um he is able to convince people to buy all kinds of uh, medical stuff that he was uh hustling and selling off to different people sort of a snake oil salesman um and then we start getting into like his mid to late 20s the idea that he is a murderer you know, and then I'll get uh, let Nick to kind of take it over from there if he wants to give some of the history from there. Yes, no, maybe.
1: Maybe. I'll have to pull up my source again because it's on the iPad as I'm recording. Um, I went to probably the most boring
2: <laughs> website
1: there was for uh, um, research. I went to... Farm.com? I went to Encyclopedia Britannica. <laughs> honestly,
2: oh, I love that great scholarly oh, resource. I'm glad. There
1: I'm glad go. I did pick one. It was very, very dry read. It's very short. Um, what was I talking about? What part?
0: Uh, his the actual murders that he took part in.
1: Sure. Where did Allegedly. I have it? I really had it all written down. Um, but of course, it's me. The first thing that we got down is first he had. Um, He's very interested in medicine from a very young age, from what uh, Britannica says here. Um, and he went to the University of Michigan, and he, apparently he was a mediocre student. Um, and then there was an alleged uh, in 1884, he was nearly prevented from graduating from a widowed hairdresser, accused him of making false promises to marry her. Um, it is in 1886 when Mr. Mudgett moved to Chicago and took a farm a pharmacist job um, and became Dr. H. H. Holmes soon after he apparently began killing um in order to steal their stuff. Uh then of course we get the very famous Murder Castle, which is the house he built for himself around uh the corner from the World's Columbian Exposition in 1893. Um there was like alleged uh a kiln where he would burn the bodies, he would asphyxiate them with gas jets. Um and he had like doors that would only lock from one side. Um, he also apparently made all of his employees have life insurance, at, named him as the beneficiary. So whenever he would kill them, he would get all the money. It is in 1893 when he's arrested for insurance fraud for a fire at his house, but he is released. And this is when we meet his best friend, his associate, Mr. Ben Pitzel, Pit- Pitzel, I don't know how to say his last name. Um, but I say pit and this is where I started doing, uh, life insurance fraud in many States, according to botanica, $10,000 life insurance policy in traveling to Colorado, Missouri, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, and Texas, where there's a lot of other, um, fraud. And this is when somewhere in between is when he gets married, uh, on a return visit to Missouri is when he's arrested and, um, he meets another feller. I'm guessing it's a fellow by the name of Marion Hedgepeth. Uh, another guy, he wants to get on the insurance scheme with Pitozole, but Pitozole goes to PA, gets a fake patent office and scams investors. And when he is released, uh, Mudgett goes to Pennsylvania to kill Pit- Pitazel. He does. And he convinces his wife, uh, Mrs. Pitazel, that Ben is still alive. Um, but he was afraid that out of his five kids, someone would alert the authorities, So he killed three of them. Um, and then is arrested in Boston in 1894. Then he's tried for the murder of Pitozole, which is where he's hanged. And then he confessed to his 27 murders. Then apparently he would increase it to 130. And then some researchers suggest that it may have exceeded 200 and that's all, all right. i got <laughs> a lot to unpack there so there's
2: only thing that i would add there is that before he went to middle school school he actually worked uh sort of under a doctor or under a mortician like as an apprentice Yeah, they didn't have that um and it. then then the other thing was that allegedly he was caught while he was at university of michigan before he went to um the second college that he went to that he got caught stealing cadavers and um Desecrating right. them essentially mm-hmm. and then making it look like it was an accident because they were insured so and he made it look like they were living people so that he could collect the insurance mm-hmm. on it. So that was a pretty prevalent thing. And it was really like the early start of what we see in the macabre side of him where like he just wasn't I don't know if he looking at everything I've read that he wasn't necessarily insane or crazy. There definitely was some some trauma there or some dysfunction but like normal people even for money don't just go desecrating dead bodies like it's innately against human nature
0: he actually did resurrectionist work as well so
2: really see I hadn't heard that in anything
0: oh yeah
1: I did read that as well I skipped over that part in my condensing I saw that he would sell some of the cadavers
0: because for for those of you who don't know resurrectionist uh, they're they're grave robbers Um, not in the sense of like, uh, stealing stuff from people in graves, like their wedding rings and stuff, but actually stealing the bodies because back in the day, um, giving autopsies to human bodies was illegal due to, um, uh, you know, due to like the respect for the dead and all that. And the law of disease contamination too. that too. And, um, the law eventually eased up and made it so that you could do it to criminals. And so like criminals, their bodies were being shipped off to these doctors for these autopsy schools barber surgeon schools before kind of they um, split off from each other. And then eventually it became a much more legal practice, um, probably around the, you know, early, mid-1900s. But um, for a while there, uh, the way doctors would do it is they would pay groups of people called resurrectionists to go dig up bodies um, in order to teach the uh, anatomy. Because back in the day, the only anatomy information we had uh, on any real way was we were working off information from animals, and trying to like do surgery on humans that had real problems off of what happened with animals because of those laws. So yeah, he, um, he, he definitely did resurrectionist work. Um, I find the whole concept um, of resurrectionist very interesting. There is a book called diary of a resurrectionist, where a guy actually kept a diary, he was a legit resurrectionist in history. Um, it's very fascinating reading. So if uh, anybody wants to check that out, but I do. With that actually, said, thanks for sharing. Of course uh, it's, it's that whole time period is really, really interesting. Um, I think so too. I was going to, I was going to write a story about resurrectionists. And so I did a lot of research, but I just don't think the story concept I had was good enough. But um, with that said, I learned a lot. So there's that. I uh, didn't, didn't, didn't uh, lose out completely. Um, There are so in the Encyclopedia Britannica um, entry that you kind of uh, quoted and kind of talked about a little bit. There's a few things that are worth pointing out as inaccuracies. Mm. The first one is when the um, the um, pharmacist died. Um, He was under suspicion for it. It's one of the reasons he moved. He was always moving. He was trying to escape the. Um, he was always trying to escape what people were saying about him. The murder castle is not real. Hmm. The place itself exists. The murder castle exists, but the thing is it is did, that it doesn't that, anymore.
2: Yeah.
0: Right. And the thing is, is that the people um what they said about it is untrue. There was no furnace, there was no locked rooms and stuff like that. It's where did and, you and, read all that? Uh Wikipedia, and there's also um there's So there's Wikipedia as part of it, but there's also a lot of research on H.H. Holmes because he's one of the most famous serial killers out mm. there. And so sure it's just say, interesting
2: because the documentaries that I've watched absolutely say opposite. And they're fairly recent, like within the last five years. Right. So
0: there was a book that was made where somebody so. It should be said that um, differing sources say differing things, so I'm not going to sit here and say that everything I say is gospel because it might not be.
2: Well, I'm not saying but, you are. I'm just interested because that's something I hadn't heard about it, that it was actually more fictitious than real, like that it's was, pretty prolific knowledge that of the murder house or the murder castle.
0: Right. Um, I've been saying right a lot. I don't know why. Um, he... Um, the, the thing about Holmes is there's two interpretations of the legend. Uh, and I tend to go with the first one. But uh, the first one is that it was mass hysteria because serial killers in America was really unheard of. And so magazines and newspapers were running all sorts of crazy shit uh, just to draw in readers. Just like you see on the Internet today is the 1800s equivalent of clickbait. Um, the other thing is that there's strains of truth to it but it's still probably exaggerated in some way. Um, an interesting fact about the murder castle is that HH Holmes actually um, ran a scam in order to get it built and that he told contractors he would pay him for materials and stuff like that. And he never did. And so the thing about it is, is I wonder if anybody's ever tracked down the documentation of those contractors to see like, did they install a fucking a thing to, Um, Burn people, you know, uh, to cremate people or whatever. But there is one huge factor that contributes to a lot of his legend being a lie. Simple fact. And that fact is money. When he was put on death row, he was offered a little bit over $7,000, which in 1800s was that's a pretty – I mean, that's a lot of money today. Shit. You know what I mean? He was offered a lot of money to give an exclusive story – to this newspaper about how many people he had killed in his life. And he lied through his teeth. Most of it was completely disprovable. And so that's why Nick mentioned that, like he said, uh, he killed all these people. And then the number went up. And the reason is because he fucking lied and he just couldn't keep it straight. Chances are Holmes killed four people. Um, And that is still a lot. Um, Don't get me wrong now. Um, it on Wikipedia specifically, if you guys look, um, one thing they say is that they debate whether he is able to be called a serial killer. And the reason is because the qualifications to be a serial killer are not only to kill a few people one after the other, the other qualification is to have some reason or pathos behind it that kind of connects it. We can, Ed Gein, we can find a connecting set of reasons. I personally feel that Holmes... The reason he did the things he did was out of sheer desperation. He was becoming a national legend. He didn't want to be. He didn't want to be somebody who was known. That's what I think, at least for that. And um, he couldn't run from it. And eventually it caught up with him. And so he did everything he could in order to be able to basically shed his name and go somewhere where he's never been heard of and it didn't work out. And so one of the reasons was because he kept marrying people, he was married three times, and I believe it was his third wife that he killed the children. Um, he kept like doing all this really dumb shit along the way and um, swindling people. And I think he just thought it would not catch up with him. And so at the end it did. And he kind of decided to, I guess just go with it at the end. And so like when he was walked up to the noose, for example, he uh, was described as being completely calm, cool and collected. Um and uh, by the way, it took him, I believe, 20 minutes to strangle. It didn't break his neck. He str- it just took him forever to strangle. Um, that's a really long you know
2: time when you're hanging
0: there. Dude killed kids. Fucking strangle for two hours for all I care. Word. I mean, I'm you not...
2: Know? Word. But, like, that's... that. I was just trying to put myself in that position. I'm like, that would be a bad time.
0: That would suck. <laughs> it would suck. It, was, it sucks to strangle for one minute. <laughs> you know? So um, I
2: went and I found out in... It today's money it would be two hundred and forty seven thousand three hundred and thirty dollars and eighty three cents.
0: Yeah, he was he was about that cheddar. Damn. And so, like, I really do think that a lot of it was built on the idea of, um, just I really think the newspapers back in the day were really like feeding fire, like they were feeding fuel to the flames because. Hmm. If you think about it, like even today, like people like, um, uh, that like if you like people that believe that Hillary Clinton is, you know, the Pizzagate thing that happened, or, um, that there's like a bunch of people that like they they run, um, you know, a cabal that are like looking after everything and like, you know, like changing the world economy to however they want and stuff like that. People are always looking for that really extreme interpretation of things. And I think that, um, H.H. Holmes was, uh, a uh, he was a show of that, like, personally. I also, a lot of serial killers that we've talked about on Macabre Masters, because uh, I've never done really any research on serial <laughs> killers other than Macabre Masters, um, every single one of them, I've been able to find a reason to at least, if not respect them, hmm. at least kind of understand them a little bit, like at least try to, like, I know that sounds hard, guys, when you're talking about somebody like Charles Manson, yeah. um, or Ed Gein, But I think that those guys all had pathos. They all had problems. And um, it doesn't justify what they did. And uh, they ended up getting what they deserved. But at the same time, there was a line of reasoning to it, even if that line of reasoning isn't something that makes sense to me. Yeah. This guy, he just sounds like an asshole, like a complete and utter douchebag that just couldn't deal with the consequences of his actions. And so he ended up, You know, being a blowhard until the very end, you know, with the newspaper and then getting paid all that money to give them fucking completely false information, probably because he knew the real information is not nearly as interesting. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, he got desperate. He killed some people and fucking now he's going to die. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. But that's my interpretation of the legend. I don't think he's anything special. Um, But. Uh, you guys, what is your interpretation?
1: I mean, I definitely see that. Um, I think the biggest thing that I had was I, I was looking back at some of our old videos because I was looking at uh, which ones have been uploaded and which ones happened on YouTube at the time of this recording. And I stumbled across our old video and our old friend, Anatoly Um, because I was telling Sarah like what well, we've done. And I was like, you know, this guy was really sad and he had a really sad story and I could almost relate to him a little bit in the fact that, like, what he was trying to do. It, I do understand what you were saying because it, it, it made sense why he was doing. He wasn't a serial killer, but he was, he was a uh, uh, an exhumer of uh, of girls, uh, and it wasn't anything creepy or anything. It was just he was just trying to hang out and have a good time. Um,
0: but it let was me, like, um, Nick, let me let me clarify real quick. Yeah, that's yeah, so I kind of. Um, we talked about Anatoly Moskvin on an earlier episode. I would actually like to revisit it with Beth because I think as oh, yeah. a mortician in uh, training, she would have interesting uh, thoughts on that. But also a mom. Uh, Ana- <laughs> That's like- yeah, as a mom as well. <laughs> as a mom um, and someone with dogs. Anatoly, Anatoly uh, is a uh, guy. He's actually in Russian prison um, probably for the rest of his life. <clears throat> what happened was he believed that he could hear the voices of uh, specifically young girls crying out from the grave that their lives were ended early and it pained him. So what he did was he dug them up and he took them to his apartment. He had a small apartment in Russia and he, uh, dressed them up really nice. And he wrapped them up in bandages like mummies kind of. Um, and the reason was, uh, when he explained it, he explained that he didn't want them to be scared when they, he was researching a way to bring them back to life. He was trying to resurrect them. So he treated them like his children. He, uh, he ate food with them. He celebrated their birthdays. He um, kept track of all of that. He did not sexually assault these corpses. He mm. he honored them. And, um, and so obviously that kind of thing, when the parents found out about it, um, was very traumatic on the parents. Because, you know, the whole point, and Beth can chime in on this too, the whole point of a funeral and all that stuff is to lay them to rest and to have closure. And so it just ripped that wound right open for the parents. But what Nick's trying to say is there was a kind of honor to what this incredibly sick and insane guy was doing. And um, so that that's, uh, I just wanted to give a little bit of context on him. He's one of the most fascinating people yeah. I've ever looked into. Yeah. Um, anyway, please continue. I'm sorry.
1: No, just, there was something uh, like you said, a little bit, not honorable, maybe not to me, but it was something like, I understand why he did it. This guy does sound like just a guy who got caught up in his own shit. Uh, a con man who didn't even really get to reap the rewards of his long con. Um, Yeah. I started to watch. Here's what I know. I, I, I think we're doing an episode on someone interesting is, um, is when it's just a bunch of pretty girls making a face in the thumbnail. I'm like, okay, this is someone who wants to be talked about or that, I want to talk about and um, I think I've said it about it before. I, I love how we go into deep dives. I like how we go deeper than um, regurgitating information, um, even though I just did that for <laughs> a while, but we're starting to talk about like the why's the house, the when's um, more than just being a pretty girl sitting at our bed and making a face or being like uh, the info infographic show where it's uh, just ridiculous i i I like the
0: infographic show i used to but then i was like ah, whatever but
1: yeah uh the way that people make him out to be it is more than i think what he was uh the more i read into him it was a really short read because i don't know there wasn't a whole lot going on with him like not like charles manson where there's like uh video evidence of him audio evidence of him um he i think he's yeah I think he was just a guy who got caught up in his own shit.
2: I would say I agree with that. Um, I think, like I said, you know, he started off really young, having a fascination with dead bodies in general um, and throw that in with somebody who is a natural scam artist and somebody who is sort of reclusive for as much as he puts himself out into the world. He really doesn't like being social with people. Um, uh, I would say that overall, those are pretty accurate sentiments. The one thing that I found really interesting, and like I was saying earlier in the episode, is his great-great-great-grandson and this um ex-FBI profiler go together to try to figure out if uh, he is also Jack the Ripper. And there was a lot of evidence of aliases that Holmes used that booked passage back and forth to London at the same time. Um, there is a lot of evidence of similar uh deaths that could or could not be contrib- uh, attributed to uh H.H. Holmes that may or may not have similar styles to what they know Jack the Ripper to do they got handwriting analysts in there they got language analysts um using vernacular that was common in America at the time versus vernacular that was common in England at the time and like the letters um that Jack the Ripper had allegedly written to the papers uh then um, were not written by somebody that was B of from London or English descent, like the vernacular was American versus English. Uh, the handwriting analyst, you know, they decided that it was not a match. Um, and then ultimately, based on the DNA that they found in what is presumed to be H.H. H. Holmes's grave um, did not match what they believe is Jack the Ripper's DNA. So um, I was a little sad, actually, by the time I got to the end of that docu-series because I was like invested, right? I was like, yes, this would be amazing. And then it wasn't. And I was like, well, that was a really bullshit ride for no reason. Um, I think one of the things that I noticed is that people still 120 years later are trying to attribute a lot of possible coincidental deaths around where he was living at different times with his presumed behavior. Um, so like they go into a couple of the different documentaries that I saw, like, uh, the Chicago world fair that the, all these women went missing at the same time, um, that he had this factory in Chicago that was right off the river front front. And then they found a bunch of dead bodies uh, or pieces of bodies that were buried in the river a couple of miles down encased in concrete, which I mean, it's fucking Chicago. So, you know, it's kind of circumstantial at that point, but um, I think that people are still trying to attribute stuff. His own blood family is still trying to attribute stuff. tells me that it, it's possible that maybe he did kill more people than we know, maybe not. Um, you know, but it, like you were saying earlier, and one of the things that the FBI profiler said is that the news, the, the, the newspaper journalism back then was social media as we know it today, that was the only form of real social media that they had at that point in time. And so I absolutely would agree that there is a lot more uh, sensationalism that can be attributed to the whole thing. That absolutely makes sense. But it was profound enough that like, there's so much interesting history and so much that people try To attribute to him, there is a a hotel here in Colorado that has a room. It's like a a goth hotel. And they have a room named after H.H. Holmes with all kinds of, like, historical stuff or allegedly historical stuff about him decorating it, you know. Um, And so whether he did or didn't do all this stuff, the man went down in infamy regardless, you know. Uh, The other point I wanted to touch on is I absolutely have no empathy for him. Um, And I think that's kind of really the word that you guys were skirting around. But like realistically, I have no... I cannot condone any of the acts of Charles Manson, but I have empathy for a man who went through the abuse that he went through as a child and then grows up to be fucked up. It's really funny because Charles Manson is probably the only serial killer I ever really did any research on and it was on a, t- a road trip to Missouri and I read his autobiography called In His Own Words out loud to a car full of girls all the way there and all the way back. It was like 14 hours of reading straight between the drive there and back. Um, I had lost my voice by the end of the weekend. It was bad. That being said, um, he was raped as a child in foster care. His mom beat him like he went through really traumatic shit to get him to the point where he was fucked up. And at the same time was this incredibly charismatic and and incredibly persuasive person. And the ideas that he was trying to tell everybody Um, weren't always these nefarious things like we should go kill people. It was very much a lot of the hippie one love mindset, too, and that we should all come together and work together for a common cause on the ranch. You know, I lived and was married to a man who often was told he looked like Charles Manson, was often compared to Charles Manson in his charm and charisma, um, and so like I've seen and lived with somebody that was very much like that. And at one point it was very much like living in a cult house, like, cause there was just people coming and going all the time. And he was constantly telling people the difference was, is he did not like have the same worship God complex in the same way that Charles Manson did, you know? So, but I have a really personal relativity to that story and I have empathy for why, fucked up people do the things they do, even if I don't condone them. I can understand them. Like, I can't say what I would do if I went through those same things. Like, I don't know how I would come out the other end. And H.H. Holmes, I don't feel that. Like, he was just a guy who fucked up a lot and fucked over a lot of people. And I don't... If if it went down the way that everything says it went down, he didn't even kill all those people, all of the other shit that he did that was horrible to his wives, to all the other people who he was scamming. Like he absolutely deserved to hang for all that. Like, I believe that based off Mm of 1890s law, like that was something that he, he earned that shit, you know? So I guess I, I, think the big thing about Holmes is, even if he didn't kill all those people, he still managed to to outlive one hundred and twenty years of history and still going, and that's crazy. If he really didn't do all of that, like if it was really just the sensationalism of media and um, the novel idea of a mass serial killer or murderer, you know, like that—that's insane to me that he would still have that kind of lasting memory if if he didn't kill all those people like that's kind of talented props for that i guess because people don't go down in infamy for a lot more
0: the um so a a few notes um the first one is that the jack the ripper thing is really interesting because despite them being around the same time period um holmes his mo just doesn't match up with jack the ripper at all jack the ripper was a doctor or at least was clinically fucking talented as far as the murders that he did uh home so no proclivity towards killing uh women of the night while he was in america he he just killed people that he knew um allegedly because uh, like i said he only got convicted on one right so, Well, so in the um,
2: docuseries they compared like other prostitutes in the area that died at places where they could pinpoint that H.H. Holmes was also in the area at the same time, and so they kind of were like making that leap that it could be justified that he was killing more people than than they had thought, just based off of other um, prostitutes or women that had died at the same time. Okay. So the other that thing that sense. they noticed too was that uh, Jack the Ripper, um, his technique sort of evolved over the course of the five or six killings, you know, that um, he got better sort of with each killing and that he was actually a lot more calculated in that um, he, you know, took the time to, to learn the police beats and learn when there were going to, to be people around to be able to ensnare these women and get them um, eviscerated essentially within a certain time frame in between patrols and stuff like that you know so I actually learned a lot more about Jack the Ripper doing research for HH Holmes than I did about HH H. H. Holmes honestly you know That's so because there's a lot of different lore about Jack the Ripper that most people don't realize how many different um, you know theories there are about who Jack the Ripper actually was and I didn't realize like how varied it actually is because there's a lot.
0: There's actually, the thing is, is that, that I think, actually, that brings up an amazing point. And that is that Holmes committed a few murders, did a scan a bunch of people, got caught, and hung for it. Jack the Ripper was a master. You know what I mean? And never got caught. You know what I mean? And so I think that's the biggest distinction here. Is that, like, it's it's just so, so, so astronomically low as far as probability that Holmes would be a total klutz at home and then f- go abroad and suddenly be a fucking criminal mastermind as well sure. as a better as well as a medical professional with scalpels and shit like that and then go home just in time to get caught <laughs> and in his frauds and then fucking get hung so um <clears throat> i wouldn't believe for a second that he's mm. But then again, I don't know everybody in that time period. They try to connect with Jack the Ripper, like he's, like the weird thing is too, is the Holmes thing, him having a legacy that survives to this day, actually ties in with Jack the Ripper in another way, and that's it, guys. You have to remember that the monsters that we remember are the monsters that we create, Mm. and so in the day. They said all this stuff about Holmes And some of it might have been true And some of it might not have And chances are it was just an exaggerated version Of the truth <sighs> Jack the Ripper, there's a lot of stuff too That like, might have been very much exaggerated Not only that, but he just had a really catchy name I mean, mm-hmm. let's be real here Jack That's all it was Ripper. really H- Yeah, it sounds awesome, the right? Ripper We have we have people who walked into schools and gunned down more people than Jack the Ripper and Holmes combined killed. You know what I mean? Like, it's just it's it's interesting how that works. But the reason is because the media of the time made them into legendary monsters. It's no difference, in my opinion, from somebody like Freddy Krueger or Jason Voorhees, in my opinion. The only difference is that real people got hurt. Real people got scammed, real people were victimized, and real people died. And um, that is an important distinction that I do feel I'm honor-bound to say. But beyond that, I think that those guys' legends really, or Gal, I mean, Jack the Ripper might've been a woman. I mean, there's just really no way to know. Um, the uh, I think beyond that, like it's just us creating our own monsters hmm. is why Holmes is remembered, and why Jack the Ripper is remembered. Um, but it—I don't know. It also, I mean, Jack the Ripper is an interesting. Just we just need to do a whole episode on him. Like I, about to was, say, I've i never looked at White anything. Whitechapel was like terrified. It was so. There's actually a corollary also here with Jack the Ripper and um, Los Angeles, Beverly Hills, with Charles Manson. And the reason is because both of them, because of the media portrayal of them had those places terrified people were afraid to leave their houses they were afraid to go out at night they were afraid of a lot of different stuff and that was the case with both white and jack the ripper and beverly hills and charles manson and it's interesting especially i wish i wish i wish we knew who jack the ripper was so we could ask him why because charles manson they asked him why and he said the, the tate house was the first house i saw that didn't have that didn't have people around that's why they went to the Tate house was because it was isolated. That's it. That was the only reason they didn't even know who it was. <laughs> you know, they'd never probably even heard of Sharon Tate or Roman Polanski. Like fucking like that's insane. Um, but uh, Jack the Ripper, I wonder. OK, one that guys? Uh, years. Yours is acting up a little bit, Beth. It just said your browser's not allowing recording for some reason. Oh, and oh, she's gone. Go. <laughs> uh, and she's gone. Jack the Ripper. <laughs> Jack the Rapper. has you way before the dawn of Twitter.
1: She's got the... Uh, oh, is that uh, is that Epic Rap Battles of History? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we need to get her. <laughs> Jack, she, doesn't she, awesome got, video uh, video doesn't video she got video. Elon yeah. Musk? Uh, does she have Elon Internet? She said she's got, yeah, Starlink. Uh, she's a Starlink. I wish we could get her some 5G out there. <laughs> I'm telling you. Oh, Ooh, I can't wait. Sorry. Another tangent, but the place we're moving to.
0: Oh, Sorry about that, Nick. I accidentally muted you. What's up? Um, Nick. Hold on.
1: There I am. That was really weird. The place for...
2: T- okay, so I have one screen that's uploading and then another that's now where I'm at here. Should I switch to a different browser so that we can record it or will that fuck up the recording?
0: No, I think that's fine. You're uploading here too. So I think that should work.
2: Okay, I just, because it's uploading two different ones now and it's telling me that I should close one. Um, close the old so one and I'll, I'll, I'll send you
0: a link on it. Okay. And then, and then, uh, once uh, you get that link, just open it back up. But for right now, just focus on this one. It will be okay.
2: Oh, I figured out why. It's probably because I'm on the wrong internet.
0: All right, um, Nick has, I might uh,
2: disconnect so I can connect to a different internet. I'll be right back.
0: Okay. I was alone. I was all by myself. No one was looking. I was thinking of you. Is that better? Oh yeah, did I mention I'm all by myself? Um, Heart. Seems fine. All right, how's it going, Nick? I can't hear you. All right, there we go. Hello. Ooh,
2: that's loud. Yeah, but
0: can you hear me now? I can hear you. I can
2: hear you and the neighbor. That's really loud. Hold on. I got to turn you down.
1: Well, now I can't use the microphone. So we're stuck on iPad audio now. That messed everything up.
0: All good. Because, guys, we are pretty much done here. Yes. H.H. Holmes had a short career as a serial killer. A short life that was cut short when he was hung by the neck until dead. Um, as I mentioned earlier, and now he gets a short episode of Macabre Masters. See what I did there? <laughs> fuck that dude. Um I encourage you all kinda to fuck go look that, at dude.
2: Huh? I said, kinda fuck that dude. Yeah, kinda fuck that dude, man. Fucking douche.
0: Guys, go look at a picture of him. Dude looks like a morose motherfucker. He looks like a basset hound that got kicked. Okay, like <laughs> H.H. H. Holmes is going on my shit list. All right.
1: Up there with King James.
0: <laughs> up there with King James. Absolutely. <laughs> God damn it. Um, Beth, yours is acting up again. Girl, I just got to need you. I'm going to buy you a computer. Well, it seems, to, it seems to be going. Um, we're not going to speculate on Tiny and Laptops. Um, all right. So uh, with that said, guys, uh, do you have any shout outs you want to give? <laughs> <sighs> this is the pain, the pain of being a podcast host. You guys, you all you see is smooth ass fucking conversations and you you listen to it or watch it and you think, oh, my God, this is the coolest thing ever. Guys, it's hard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs>
2: That's oh, how it, it goes. Homes and Mercury in retrograde. That's
0: what I blame. Hey, hell yeah. And Joe Rogan. Don't forget him. Sis yeah, Paul. yeah. Joe Rogan and King James. And King James. All of them. And you King guys James. need to come up with your own shit list, okay? Like, mine is getting really long. It's like getting, like, Santa Claus's naughty list. <laughs> like, <laughs> naughty, naughty Joe Rogan. You silly <laughs> <the laughs> <me>? um, <laughs> What the <fuck? clears throat> dude venture brothers you know that one villain he's like he's like we will take over the world you silly billy
2: (laughs) i sure don't i don't i'm sorry
0: it's on hbo max and you, you need to watch it venture brothers is legendary they used like uh characters and footage from the old johnny quest uh cartoons and it was just so fucking gangster um word with that set guys um all right so uh, do you have any closing notes on Holmes? I kind of gave mine, but do you do you have any?
2: Not really. I think we kind of summed it all up. Overall, H.H. Holmes was a douchebag and kind of a loser, and kind of got more famous than he really deserved. That that was my cliff notes.
0: I think the so. TLDR. Did the fame as well. Kind of a dingus, that feller. I'm gonna call the episode serial screw up. that's what what i'm naming it um word all right well ladies and oh shout outs you guys got any shout outs god damn
2: it um shout out to pope for his new job motherfucker is about to be all of our sugar daddy and buy us all houses and cars and bentley's and shit
0: not that uh, (laughs) right
2: you know i already told you you're gonna make partner in like 10 years and then you'll be balling it'll be dope um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, shout out to Jason, my partner Who has, he's had like Seven days off in the last like Five and a half weeks, and so like I'm, I'm hella gonna th- Throw down for him, because without him We would be very cold and not have power For me to be able to um Make this beautiful podcast With my beautiful friends here, and so I definitely want to give Jason some props too Um, and that's Probably it for me at the moment All
0: right uh yeah, word up word up Jason, and taking care of business over there. My man killing it. All right, Nick, what's your shout-outs? I think shout out to
1: uh the lovely wife. She started her final year of college. Um
2: Woo, yes.
1: Seventh year, seventh yep. year, final year. Um and then she'll be making all the money cuz she's going to be a famous jeweler and I'll be some chump who makes podcasts. <laughs> Bringing in Patreon scraps.
2: <laughs> you guys, will start my basically my last semester before I start planning for my boards in like less than a week.
0: Hell yeah, gangster! What am I gonna do when I'm out of
2: school? Jason's like, you're supposed to go get a job and make me a kept man, and I'm like, but all the jobs are like an hour away, and I don't want to work for any of them because they all, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> It's horrible. I'm like actually in panic mode about what I'm going to do when I'm out of school because I just want to do more school and I don't want to actually have to go get a job.
0: I know that pain. I remember when I got out of college, I was like, oh, God damn it. I got to actually go in the workforce. Fuck. Um,
2: I don't even like people that much.
0: Well, that's the advantage of working with dead people. They don't talk all that much.
2: Well, okay, but since see, they don't talk, talk, they don't show the how families, stupid they are. Right? Ooh. Oh, true. That is true. But- I still got to talk to families and people who are grieving, you know, it's like in their worst time of life and funeral directors make easy targets at that point, you know? So, but like the other thing is I don't even know if I want to work for a family home. Like I just want to be an embalmer and work with the decedents themselves. And so like, I have to go corporate if I want to do that most likely, which means that it's two hours away to any job that I could get where I could do that. (laughs) Yeah, I know, that's rough, right?
0: That's an incredible struggle, I could never, I could
1: never.
0: I used to work about two hours away from where I was. It fucking sucked. Um,
2: Well, like, yeah, that sucks. I've had that commute before, and, like, I usually just ended up staying away from my family for four or five days at a time, and then coming home on the weekends, and, like, that's rough. (laughs) My bad, that was a whole segue. My bad, guys. I just am in panic mode, like, hardcore Subscribe so to also, the Patreon I mean, guys
0: for gas money for Beth.
2: <laughs> yeah, for, well, I was actually going to yeah. say, everybody should subscribe to the Patreon so I can can actually afford to do my embalming labs in April. Like, I got to get an Airbnb and a rental car and be able to eat for, like, five, six days. Jeez. So, like, you know, anybody out there in, in, in radio land that wants to, to donate to that cause, you're more than welcome to.
0: Hell yeah.
1: I'll post um, my Cash App and... Send you ankle pictures <laughs> on
0: Snapchat, <laughs> right? That's hot. Oh, yeah, Sweet I would up. totally look ankle at your pictures. ankles,
2: Nick.
1: Bony, veiny ankles,
0: <laughs> <laughs> not even full feet pics, just, just ankle pics. Uh, We're going back to the 1800s again. Um, the uh, HH <laughs> um, me up. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> what the fuck? um, I actually I don't know so, why that
2: tickled me so hard, that, but it, it did. got me too,
0: man. Like, what the, that's just like a non sequitur, man. Like, okay. Um, I actually want to give a shout out uh, this week to myself. Um, and the reason is, as Beth mentioned earlier, um, this job, um, one thing about it that's really important is that it's actually leveling up as far as my career. Um, and um, it's a lot harder than my previous job. And it's, um, I don't know if it's going to be better or not, but I know that it was very hard to get into. And so, uh, I'm really excited and I didn't think I could do it. <laughs> and I was, and Tatiana was right there. She, she was like, you got this, this fucking, this, you got this man. Like, don't even doubt yourself. And I'm like, but I'm a weenie and you know, um, but I did. And, uh, I'm really glad. And so I'm training and stuff and I'll start in two weeks. But, uh, so shout out to me. Cause that was actually pretty gangster. And then, um, I also want to give a shout out to, um, Anatoly Moskvin out there in Russia. Yeah. Um, you know, you're fucking crazy, my man. You're fucking crazy. All right. But um that that story just really captured me with how fascinating, like how complex and intricate it is. Um, but with that said, uh guys, that's it. Macab Masters, we did it. We did a thing, we're getting consistent. And then, you know, some stuff For will happen. You.
2: Hey, look at us keeping our New Year's resolutions yeah, and stuff. Yeah. I know, right? We're fucking
0: awesome. Nobody keeps New Year's resolutions. Uh, the Macaw Masters, the crew's different. We fucking kick ass and take names. That's so all we do. Word, fucking talk shit, get your lip split by Beth. Um, so, with that said, act like a bitch, get smacked like a bitch.
2: <laughs> Baby powder. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> like you like
0: big baby sweets just fucking just put the powder around them. <laughs> uh okay guys uh have a good week uh we haven't talked about what we're gonna do next week so uh you'll we'll figure it out when we get there you'll know as soon as we do <laughs> and, uh, or not. Until that, could be later maybe i will say that we are working on a divination episode we apparently are gonna have a very special guest in a few weeks um so that's gonna be a lot of fun i guess we're gonna hear more about it as soon as the record button's off so that's great Um, with that said guys have an amazing week namaste the light in me recognizes the light in you have a good one we love you we love you uh, bye.
1: bye